Kiss evolves, Spotify downsizes, and even thieves don't want Android phones. This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by our Mac Voices holiday gift guides. Whether you are looking for gift ideas for others or products to spend those holiday gift cards on, our Mac Voices holiday gift guide panels feature some of the guests' favorite gear and why they recommend it. Find all of our holiday gift guides at macvoices.com slash holiday gift guides. All one word, holiday gift guides. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. KISS has played their last live show as a band, but plan to continue on as digital avatars. Would you go to see that show? Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. So it seems that we are <laughs> it seems that we are just following a thread here. Um so here's a here's a, a left turn, and I'm I'm gonna call on Webb and Ben for this one. Um, oh thanks. <laughs> of course I would. Why wouldn't I? Um Kiss just wrapped up uh their career with shows with a vinyl tour and shows at Madison Square Garden and then um announced that there will be digital avatars going back out on tour of them uh to continue their legacy. So speak speaking of you know taking your DNA and not sharing it or sharing it. Kiss is grabbing a hold of it and moving forward, just like ABBA did, with with recreating some of uh, their their presences from years gone by. I mean, this is is this the way of digital immortality, in some fashion? I was really, I mean, okay, so it's Kiss, and so if you're a Kiss fan, great. And if you're not, that's fine too. But the the concept, I think, is really interesting. Does anybody else find this intriguing? Does anybody would anybody go to see this? Honestly, I wish they would have franchised the the band rather than this. I've seen the avatars. Uh they do not look good. It's I mean, granted, commer- uh, Kiss has always been highly commercialized. But I just don't want this to be the future of some bands. Uh, yeah. Okay. That web. Oh, I was just going to say I agree. It's uh, you know, uh, love them or hate them. Gene Simmons has always been kind of the the driving force. Of the marketing of, of the Kiss brand has been for years, fifty years, um, and uh, he's. Uh, um, I understand what he's trying to do. He's trying to, to keep this thing going, not having to go on tour anymore. Um, but uh, uh, the the real question that you asked is that, is, is this anything that excites me? No, but I was no. never a member of the Kiss Army to begin with. So uh, there are <laughs> some other bands that, that I'd be interested in. Uh, one of the progressive rock bands that I was a big fan of back in the from the 70s is a band called Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Um, yeah. and, and two of those band members uh uh keith emerson and greg lake have both passed away uh carl palmer is, is touring and uh he's doing a thing with uh he, he tried to do a thing with with i'm going to call them holograms that's a pretty big word and and trying to tour a, a live concert they did i think in uh royal albert hall um anyway trying to to 
sh- play that show. He plays live, and the other two are, are being recorded. Uh, that's just another extreme of it's not quite the the avatar base like like this is but uh um i could see it for some bands uh some people that i'm a big fan of yeah i would love to go see this but this one yeah i'll pass you know when i saw uh-huh. the story earlier i missed the avatar part mm-hmm. um i thought it was it was just recordings um really why would <laughs> this is like no just yeah, it, hell no. <laughs> yeah, it looks like uh, it looks like two thousand eight Guitar Hero. Now it it'll it'll yeah. get better, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how much information are they gathering up right now, and that will be able to be utilized going down the road? I, I think that that is very a very very interesting possibility. Um, I, let's see. I think you know. There's so many tribute bands now, and some of them are really, really good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, <clears throat> like, you know, Webb, and you mentioned progressive bands. I, I forgot about that. Uh, I had heard about Carl's tour, but I was thinking of Genesis, and I've gone to see Musical Box, which is a Genesis tribute band. Um several times and fantastic. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think it's really interesting to see, you know, this stuff being kept alive over generations and, uh, and people in the crowd that weren't even born. Um, I, I, I remember, you know, um, my, my father was a classical violinist, soloist. And so my mom was kind of a classical music snob and, and she was like, you know, Mozart and Beethoven have stood the test of time. This is something she would say like in the seventies, you know, it's 200 years later, people are still doing that, but 200 years from now, nobody's going to have heard of the Beatles. Well, I thought maybe she was right at the time, but clearly not. And, you know, now I kind of think like, Oh, uh, classical music orchestras, you know what they are? Cover bands. They are cover bands. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I think it will be playing 200 years from now and continuing to make fresh. So I, I, I don't, I don't think, um, oh, yeah, Jeff, you, I didn't even see your comment and about cover bands. Um, just saw it now. Um, <clears throat> So yeah, I, I don't think avatars, you know, people are, you know, they're going to just look for new people and it might be the the old music redone with new people, but um I, I don't think it's going to be computerized. I, I I don't blame them for trying. He wants to own it and and continue to leverage it and make money off of it, but I I, I don't think it's I certainly don't think it's going to be the, the new trend that, you know, and maybe they'll get some success with it, but. Well, knowing, knowing, uh, to Webb's point, knowing Gene's background and I don't, if you, if you haven't read Gene's book, you should go read Gene's book. I mean, it, it truly is interesting. It's not just rock and roll debauchery. It, it, Gene is really intelligent, really focused, um, and very b- driven. 
Um, so, you know, if, if I look at it from the money making standpoint, I can see it one way. If I can just looking at, uh, look at it from preserving the legacy of what they are and maybe potentially making it even more outrageous in new areas. Um, and, uh, let's see, who was it? I'm trying, I, I, I get, the, the comments are coming thick and fast in every direction here. Um, Eric, you bring up your point. Cause I think that is a, that's a really interesting one that hits home for us. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I think it matters who's trying to do the avatars. If it's the band trying to experiment with something, that's the band trying a new way of getting their stuff out there. Um, I think that's different from like a, a record label or some other corporation coming in and saying, we want to keep pulling money out. So we're going to create this and then keep sending them out on tour without you know having the band have more control over it um i didn't see anything in the article about comments from the members of the band though i don't know if they'll agree with that and i don't know what happens with avatars with if somebody dies do they keep going do they not keep going you know it's the whole princess leia could it be an avatar or not kind of situation We've talked um, about this a couple of times that there are there are areas of the law that need to be explored and and written that we're, we're into some very very new territory here, no question about it. Um, yeah. I, I did want to point out Steve in the in the chat room says sometimes the kids of band members continue the band, and that's that's a fair point. So maybe they would be the ones to control the avatars. I don't know, Ben. Well, that's just like um, any kind I'm, of a state. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. and, and yeah. there's a bunch of bunch of Tom Clancy books have come out after Tom Clancy died. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. there's all kinds of you know another progressive rock thing is uh, uh, John Anderson of, of Yes just recently toured with a tribute band, the Band Geeks, and uh, you know so that was that was pretty interesting. Like they had been playing Yes songs in their basement. And then they wind up going on tour with with John Anderson. And, <laughs> nice you know, gig if you can get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, well, it looked like it was. You know, I've seen a lot of YouTube of it. It didn't. It didn't come anywhere near. It didn't come anywhere near California. But uh, it, it looked like a great show. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say, uh, as long as Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley are alive. Uh, there's going to be nobody but them who controls those avatars. Uh, they're at the point where they have more power than the record labels. Which is, but I'm sure there are. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure there are plenty of bands where that's not true. Mm-hmm. Mark, you get the you get almost the last word. I'm going to take the last word. Okay. Yeah. So my impression when i read the article and then you know hearing uh jim and uh sorry uh you know ben and uh webb you know talk about this it seems to me this is this is a move you know by a bunch of you know aging aging rock and rollers you know who want to rake in the money who don't want to have to go through the physical travails of you know going on the road for concert tours and are just hoping to do it digitally so that's the way to think about it. You know, it's, it, it's a virtual, it's a, it's a grab for money through virtual performance and, you know, probably nothing more, nothing less. 
Hmm. Okay. I mean, is that any different than <laughs> releasing live albums? Well, yes, because you know, I think the economics of going, uh, you know, going through a record label, you know, basically, you know, the albums have people, you know, over a barrel, and uh, you know, where you know, if you go out on concert tour, you know, you all that money goes directly into you. So if they can, I don't know if. I'm not really a Kiss fan, so I don't know when the last time they've come out with a new album was, but um, guaranteed they'll make way more money if they can sell it, you know, at a venue, and probably even as much or more money if they can sell it virtually, you know, by delivering over the internet. So I think I, I, I you know, because both uh, I think you know Webb and you, uh, you Chuck, you know, point out uh, Gene Simmons, and he's been on. He's been on The Apprentice when Donald Trump was only known for saying you're fired, you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's he's a good businessman. Yeah, you know, he's. And again, maybe I'm being too cynical, but, you know, you know, he has musical talents, but he has business talents and he's in it for the bucks. You know, so um, I think he's realized this is a way you can sidestep all the logistical problems you know of having to you know rent out coliseums to go on pick a number a 36 city tour um just you know just do it uh you know via the internet so i think this is advancing you know advancing the art uh, a lot you know we'll have to see if youngins like uh you know uh you know like uh you know taylor swift you know you know break into uh, doing something like this you know because you know she, she's not She's not an old fart like, you know, like Jean is, but, you know, we'll see if she can make more money, you know, doing virtual, you know, internet-based concerts instead of having to do, uh, you know, global tours, you know, that may be, uh, that may be indication <clears throat> that this is uh, truly a trend. Because she um, definitely needs more money. Oh, I'm sure she does, yes. You can say the same thing for the Rolling Stones. They yeah, just came out with a new album and a tour and, you know. Sure. Yeah. And she, she, I think they like, they like doing it. So, 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 yeah. so, so, yeah. so, Jim, to your point, and to and to Webb, she needs more money just to stay ahead of Travis. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, and you know, I mean, look at what she just did with the Aerostore video. Or, excuse me, um, uh, yes, film, movie. the movie. Yeah. You know, so I mean, this is where I feel like the, it starts to get a little bit gray. She's she has preserved her performance at arguably the, the the height of her power and mm -hmm. her popularity and her and her talents mm -hmm. and so you can argue whether kiss is at the height of their popularity or their talents or whether they're just taking advantage of this technology now that it's finally available to preserve what they can do at this point and maybe enhance it through artificial technological means but chuck you're uh, you're, you're 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 combining together two things that you know i I think are completely independent. You know, one the uh, the height or low point or some point in between of their popularity. Uh, I think that's completely distinct from you know their ability you know to use uh, you know internet you know as a way to deliver you know, live performances, etc. Um, yeah, does it say they're going to do that? It sounds like they're still going to be renting coliseums. They're just not going to show up themselves. Well, the, listen, the whole thing is is up for grabs because, you know, to, to Eric's point, 
that's what it sounds like to me, Jim. I agree that they're going to be running out venues, setting up the gear and having it appear that way. And I'm sure they will have all the fire and the, the pyro along with it to, to enhance the, uh, the experience. But what if something like this could be done in, uh, a, a, in a headset, in a VR setting? You know, then uh, it probably will that, be. And, yeah, that, you know, it's, it's really going to get controversial is, you know, somebody's going to like make avatars for somebody that, you know, uh, Jimi Hendrix. Let's have another Jimi Hendrix concert. Sure. Sure. The, the, well, I mean, do, oh man, I hate to invoke this name because I'm, I, <clears throat> I, I can get a lot of hate mail, but look at Elvis. I mean, uh-huh. you have Elvis. You know, <laughs> you have Elvis impersonators out there of come every Santa quality. Claus, here comes Santa Claus, oh boy, walking we down. Now, well, do, you know, do, that, do, do that, then I'll, that somehow, was I'll, that was sort I'll of the a, start of the that and Beatlemania was sort of the start of the tribute band. Oh, yeah. But it feels to me like that's really gone mainstream, where that used to be like a novelty tribute bands used to be sort of a novelty, you know, act thing, and now not so much anymore. I don't think. Yeah. So I said I was going to take the last word, and I will. Web um, ELP was uh, played one of my homecoming concerts uh, <laughs> in college. What? And Mine too. Phenom- and they were yeah. phenomenal. They were phenomenal. But, you know, I, I just want to say one thing, and this is not my idea. Eric posted it a few minutes ago on, on the private chat, but I did want to bring it up is that as we go through this whole avatar discussion we're looking at it through this common lens uh, of uh, video and tv and i think maybe uh if the apple vision uh headset uh takes off like apple hopes it will it could have a whole new meaning for for some of these uh uh new ways to view content i just Mm -hmm. it's eric's concept I, i stole it from him but i thought it was an interesting point yeah, no, I, I I agree. I agree. And so are are we seeing the, the birth of a new, maybe not new form of entertainment, but a new delivery, not even delivery, but I, I don't know. I don't even know what to call it. But it's a great, it's, it's a great there. question. Only, only, only time will tell. Yeah. Well, the article says it's the same technology that was used for this ABBA thing. And I, you know, I remember hearing about that at the time, but I, I haven't gotten the impression that that was like a, you know, must must see viral, you know, huge. I mean, I don't know that it was a flop either, but you know, I, I certainly didn't see it all over the place. Like, wow, this is fantastic! You got to go see this ABBA thing. The last article I read, Jim, and somebody can Google it, um, but they picked up quite a bit of money from that. That yeah, I'm not saying was, they didn't pick up money, but yeah. It, was, it doesn't. It, was, it, it, it didn't feel like it. It generated a new like. Oh, this is this is the future of of is what I'm saying. Yeah, this well, could make you know things can make a bunch of money, and and that doesn't mean they things you know they're really changing the direction of the industry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It just, it's. I mean, it just. I think it's intriguing, and I've. I really appreciate the back and forth here because uh, I, I think these are things that need to be talked about, thought about especially from the legal standpoint of, you know, what do you want? Um, 
two more things. One is just one's a short one, but this one, um, I do this one just for Mark. Um, Spotify uh, is laying off or has laid off another 1,500 employees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mark? Oh, oh, Go just for for, it. oh, just for me. Yeah, I I think I learned about that. Was it this morning or yesterday morning? And I, you know, I posted it into, uh, you know, our Slack channel, um, you know, and it, it seems like they're really now on this, uh, you know, kick of uh, everything they're trying to grow and conquer the audio world is not working. So they need to downsize and uh, whittle themselves into uh, profitability. So, you know, to me, uh, I suppose the, the third layoff this year, to me, that was not the news. It was the size of the layoff. You know, that was, I think, was 17%, uh, if I recall the uh, headline correctly. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, so they're out there. And then, you know, just again, just another thing is has been ongoing commentary, you know, here and off in other discussions is, um, uh, you know, obviously, you know, Spotify, you know, stock price jumped, you know, at the news of, oh, layoffs and, you know, profitability, you know, so it jumped at that. But uh, again, I think they're being, um, they're lying in public sight when they talk about, you know, their paid subscribers because they define and they tell you that, you know, if you sign up for a paid subscriber plan, they equate that to six members. Well, in the U.S., the average house size is like you 2.4 people. So there's like 2.6 people that are overreported. You know, if you're trying to think of members or listeners as human beings that you know walk on two legs. Um, and I haven't done the demographics, you know, around uh, you know other other uh, other countries, but uh, I'm just continually stunned, uh, you know, about uh, the positive reception that they have on Wall Street because you know, the majority of their users are free users and they make almost no money, you know, off mm-hmm. of those. You know, the the paying users actually carry the boat, but you know, until last quarter you know they've never made a profit last quarter they had a slim one we'll have to see what happens this quarter because they're going to have all sorts of uh, restructuring and other expenses you know so fast forward you know to having this discussion Mm -hmm. in april you know or march uh, next year you know do they actually get themselves to position to actually be delivering a profit or not you know i can't make a prediction you know all I can say is that you know they have um, they have very uh, misleading you know reporting policies, but they document them for people who are paying attention, which is you know probably not many people. Um, the only reason I learned this was you know a, a show Chuck had back in I don't know eighteen or nineteen about you know Apple and streaming music you know. So I really dug in to look at Spotify and, uh, you know, uh, Netflix and a financial company called Green Dot at that time. Um, and this is things I've just, you know, observed and watched uh, ever ever since then. So um, I think it's good for Spotify shareholders if, you know, that company can finally become profitable. Um, but only time will tell. And um, you know, it's it's a it's a changing world. We'll have to see you know what's what's going on because uh, 
you know, how many people really care about audio streaming versus video streaming. The one thing I found interesting about this is that for a while, Spotify seemed to be spending wildly to try to make themselves profitable. Now they seem to be cutting drastically to try to make themselves profitable because the spend the things they were spending the money on didn't work out or didn't bring them the uh, the profitability they were looking for. So now right. all of a sudden it's okay. So we're gonna we're gonna do the other thing. We're just gonna start cutting. And you know, at what point do they start cutting to cutting out healthy flesh and start cutting down to the bone? And and will they be able to continue to deliver? things they've promised, things they've tried, even their basic service. I, I don't know. I don't know enough about Spotify, and I'm not a Spotify user. So in some ways, I don't care. But I think the whole thing is a very interesting – it's an interesting business case. Yeah. And right. That's I, one, sorry, go on. Uh, that's one of my uh, concerns about uh, current trends in stock speculation. Uh, they're doing, there's a lot of things that are being, being done with short-term quarter-to-quarter uh, -quarter gains in mind instead of long-term profitability of the company. Uh, if, if cutting out people who may be needed or not needed uh, make, will give a, a stock spike, um, they'll do that. But, I mean, as we saw with, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery of late uh, stuff that looks good one quarter uh, might have to pay the popper uh, a little bit down the road that's a that's a good point and I think I think the the, the trouble you know with Spotify is uh, and again I think this is the reason why you know so many you know, there may be so much uh, positive speculation on it is they're thinking, oh, well, this is to audio like, you know, Netflix is to video. Um, but the reality is that, um, you know, Netflix for a long time is they seem to be on this treadmill of having to invest in all sorts of, you know, content in order to keep subscribers and, you know, uh, expand subscribers and, you know, um, but uh you know spotify you know, they have not been able to have any real successes in uh, any of the the two or three podcast companies that they've acquired so uh you know they haven't been as successful as netflix has so um you know thinking oh well you know spotify is to audio like netflix is to video i think you know it, it's a failed sat comparison you know it you know they they haven't been able to you know, actually do it, yeah. and um, you know just the content streaming business itself, you know, it, you know does not seem you know really uh, particularly you know profitable. So uh, again, I think you know the open question on Netflix is, you know, do they really need to be spending you know sixteen to twenty billion dollars a year on new content, you know? Could they ratchet it down to pick a number, you know, 15, 12, 10, 8, you know, and drop, you know, tremendous profits to the bottom line? Um, I think not. And the reason is, you know, the point Jim Ray you know, made earlier about, you know, video is, you know,
people want to watch it once and really who cares if you really actually own it, you know, and, you know, you don't want to have any attachment, you know, to actually go out and visit and watch it again. So, um, you know, I think there's still unanswered questions about you know, both of these video, uh, you know, sorry, these, you know, video and audio you know, business models. But uh, of the two, I think, you know, Netflix is in a much stronger position and, and you know, because it actually generates profits. You, you know, you can argue about whether it should have more or less you know, profits than they do. But Spotify until last quarter, you know, they've never had a profitable quarter at all. So I think they're just a bad business model. And maybe and maybe they're now coming, you know, to have the final, you know, uh, reckoning that, you know, gee, we have all these people doing all these things. It's not working out. We need to cut them out and jettison all this expense. And, you know, and then maybe they can be profitable or maybe not. You know, only the only time will tell. Uh, yeah, Spotify is, quite frankly, uh, a, B- a VC baby. Uh, they've. They came up in a uh, in an era where you you want well <clears throat> number of users and uh, what would you call it uh, the concept of profitability uh, was actually more than a sound business model. Oh, in other because, words, get get eyeballs and then figure out how to make money. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> a, that's how I was failing to say it. This was the good old days. Uh, but Mark, I th- I, or, oh, sorry, Ben, go ahead. No, uh, as I say, honestly, I don't think this company has any idea how to make money. I, I, Mark's co- commentary was interesting, but I do think that audio. Audio and video are two very different things. Yeah. Um, and and as Jim said, you know, there, listen, I've, there are plenty of movies I've gone to or TV shows I've watched. I've enjoyed. I've watched them once. I have no need or desire to ever see them again. And then there are those that I want to go back and revisit. Music is another matter. Music, I think, a lot of the time you want to go back and revisit because you have your favorites. You have your favorite tracks or albums or artists. And you want to see, listen to them again and again. And audio, you can listen to if you're walking your dog or driving someplace where, where video, um, it's pretty much, you know, an all inclusive, you know, experience. So it's much more limited. Yeah. So, um, agreed. But yeah. So, um, but again, you know, I think the, the lasting, you know, value of audio, um, I, I think the audio licensees, you know, have the better of Spotify. So I think they're just locked into a bad business model. There's one last story that was just too good not to wrap up with. Oh, God, what I do this time? Well, yeah, there's, <laughs> there is that. But you weren't involved in this. But this was um, a robbery that took place in Washington, D.C. last month where um, a gentleman was held up. They took everything that was in his pockets, wallets, keys, um, phone, and then the thieves recognized that it was an Android phone, not an iPhone, and they gave it back to the guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best. I, I, oh. I, I was floored watching listening to that. I really I, smart, smart thieves. <laughs> I, I, you know, I mean, again, okay, we're playing to the audience here, but I, I just, I loved it. 
Um, is and- this legit? Or I mean, seriously, is is it legit? Because it sounds like like uh, like uh, a comedy show sketch. No, this was reported in Nine to Five Mac and, and a couple other places. So as, <laughs> that's not what Jeff asked. That's, well, yeah, that's <laughs> not what asked. <laughs> even, I, even if it isn't, but you know, I, I look. I, uh, apparently, the, the 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 man and his wife were ex- not traumatized, maybe, but extremely upset over being robbed, and as well you would expect. But if this really happened this way, it is just classic. Oh, it was the best. Yes, and 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 next week we'll try to get the thieves on here on Mac Voices Live to tell us about it. <laughs> no, it, it was, Green it, the original no. story was on was on the local ABC affiliate. So again, not what Jeff asked, but yeah, yeah. I'm looking I, at the ABC affiliate story right now. Yeah, look, okay. I was guy at the school that too. Yeah. And so channel channel seven was always a, a when I lived in DC, it was always a reputable. Um, source. So sometimes you just can't make it up. Guys, this has been a wide ranging discussion. Thank you very much. Um, I, we, we went deep on a couple topics that honestly, I thought were going to be throwaways. I should have known with this group. (laughs) Uh, let's, uh, let's go around the table, let folks know where they can find you and then we'll head out. Um, and I'm going to switch it around since Webb Bixby got here late. I'm going to give him top billing uh, on the <laughs> way out. Webb, thanks thanks for making it. Uh, really appreciate it uh, as a fellow ELP fan. Uh, yeah. Where can folks find you? Uh, thank you, Chuck. It's good to be here. And uh, sorry I was late. It's, uh, they, they kept me back at the salt mine a little bit longer tonight than I expected. So um, uh, you can catch me at all the socials. And every, wherever you go, you're going to find me at Webb Bixby. Uh, W-E-B-B-I-X-B-Y. So. Great. Thank you, Webb. And Mark your favorite Gio. record store. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Mark Fuccio, where can folks connect with you? Either LinkedIn or X, FKA Twitter, Mark Fuccio, M-A-R-K-F-U-C-C-I-O. Great. Thank you, Mark. Ben Rathig, thank you for uh, being here. What's the best way for folks to find you? Well, Chuck, you can find me at Ben Rithig on Twitter or or, or, or or any other social media at this point. Not as much that one anymore. Uh, tech for my writings. On Thursdays, you can find me on In Touch with iOS with Mr. Dave Ginsberg. On Thursday and Friday, you can also find me on the Big and Max shows on the British Tech Network with Mr. Jeff Garrett. Thank you, Ben. Speaking of Jeff Gamut, where can folks connect with you? Well, Chuck Joyner. Um, they, they can connect with me on social media. Jay Gamut on all the various platforms. Mastodon, Instagram, and Threads. That's where, where I'm uh, active right now. Then for shows. Um, much to my surprise... I still get to come on here with you. So thank you for that, Chuck. Uh, Then uh, Dave Ginsberg, um, also an incredibly patient man, uh, um, lets me on in touch with iOS (laughs) on Thursdays. And uh, excuse me. And as Ben noted for the British Tech Network, Thursdays and Fridays, I am interim hosting 
long-term interim hosting the big show and the Mac show. And then Brian Chaffin and I do the context machine. Thank you, Jeff. Good to see you as always. It's always a blast. Thanks. The man who's out looking for holes in trees, Mr. Eric Bolden. Oh, and and out, out in the woods or yeah. on, on Mastodon at EA Bolden at um, techhub.social or um, mas.tl. Great. Thank you, Eric. Good to have you. Jim Ray, thank you for being here. Um, almost live from uh, the Apple campus, sort of live. Well, you're live and the Apple campus is not. Where can folks find you? <laughs> uh, you can find me on Mastodon uh, at ProViewGym at TechHub.social. Uh, Web, I hope you get over whatever illness you have that causes you to think, agree with me all the time. Uh, also, I <laughs> 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 hope that recedes quickly. Also, I had a brief chat on Slack with Frank earlier and he said to say hello to everybody and that we should have a good show. So great. Thank you. Awesome. He's right. And Frank, if you're listening, we love you. We miss you. Hope you're doing okay. Uh last but absolutely not least, Mr. David Ginsburg, back where we started. Dave, good to have you. Where can folks connect with you? Thanks for having me, Chuck. As always, you can find me at in touch with iOS at intouchwithios.com. My YouTube channel is youtube.com slash in touch with iOS. I am on Mastodon at Dave G65 at Mastodon.cloud. I'm on the Mac show on on Fridays, and uh you can uh just find me. Just find him. Right. Just, find just him. go do it. Just go find him. Yeah. yeah. Mm. What you're gonna do with him after you find him, I have no mm. idea, but mm. so. Folks, this is Mac Voices Live. I'm Chuck Joyner. Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific is where you'll find us doing this on youtube.com slash TV. And if you can't make it because you're in the wrong time zone, um, you can pick up these eventually in the Mac Voices feed. As always, thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices each month. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com. <laughs>